This is Show Up as a Leader, a show from People Forward Network, helping you maximize your positive impact on the world by becoming your best, fully authentic self. This is a special episode. It is hard to believe, but it is our one year anniversary of Show Up as a Leader. Let's go back. It has been such a fun and challenging year of podcasting, and I am so, so proud of this show and grateful for the people that I've had the chance to collaborate with because of it. I've gotten such great feedback on the impact it's having and the nuggets people are getting and how it's inspiring them, and that's the intent of this. So I'm just beyond grateful for that. And now I am so excited to move towards further excellence and grow our impact. I have an exciting announcement. Show Up as a Leader is joining People Forward Network. It is a large people-first, leader-focused podcast network. You're going to quickly experience a fabulous polish to the show, and the guests we have lined up are incredible. I am so excited to partner with them. There's such alignment, and to be able to reach more amazing leaders and build a community around this show. Now, to celebrate all this exciting news, here are some of my favorite moments from this past year. We have to start with my first interview, which was episode two with Bob Chapman, CEO of Barry Waymiller and author of Everybody Matters. He is the absolute epitome of people-focused workplaces. I love how he talked about the key to healing the divides in our world by teaching everyone to show up as a truly human leader. Take a listen. The issue we face is not about giving people more money. The issue we face is giving them more dignity. I love that. Well, yeah. and you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, you know, Brene Brown will talk about using shame, right? When someone's humiliated, they've been shamed and talks about armored versus daring leadership, right? And it takes a lot of courage to just truly, like you said, deeply listen to people, right? And to lean in that you don't know what they're going to say. You're not trying to reply. You're just trying you're to- not trying to debate it. You're not telling them yeah. what to, to listen to them. So, I mean, it's- so, I mean, I've almost been hyperventilating. And then our, the lady that runs our nonprofit is sitting right next to me. We're just saying, oh, my God, you know, we just, we've been saying for 10 years. We've been out helping to treat cancer, which is the manipulation of others for our success. But what we need, the cure for cancer is we need to go back to our education system and teach young kids listening skills so they're prepared to have relationships work at home in the community. I was humbled and honored to interview a recognized global visionary, Lynn Twist, for my fourth episode. Listen as she unpacks how we're living in a deficit relationship in life and with ourselves, how toxic it is, and how we can move beyond it so we can show up as leaders in our lives. I call a sufficiency the radical surprising truth rather than a solution. It's almost as if you clear away scarcity and, uh, you know, kind of just suspend that belief system for a moment, what's waiting for our attention is the experience of enough, that we are enough, that there is enough, that we have enough. And particularly when we collaborate, we prosper. Particularly when we realize that the earth, uh, the great mother, is always supporting us with what we really need not always what we want, but what we need, then we have, we, we get, we become in right relationship with, with the, the world. And then that 
changes everything because when you know that you have enough and you appreciate that and you live in a, in a, a space of gratitude for that, it turns into what, um, what brother David, another wonderful teacher of mine says is great fullness and your appreciation overflows into natural abundance. And all you want to do is share with other people. And so this experience of uh, fulfillment that everybody thinks they will get from getting more, if they stop trying to get more and pay attention to what they have, really make a difference with what they have, it overflows into natural abundance. And that's really what conscious capitalism is, because that's a company that serves, that's much more about service than profit, that, that the profit is an overflowing appreciation for being of service. There's this possibility then and opportunity that we all collaborate to see how we can do a much better job on a finite planet to give people what they need, not overwhelmingly what they want sometimes, but what they need. You know, Gandhi said there's enough for our need, but not for our greed. I'm such a supporter of Kristen Hadid's work to normalize being human and screwing up and create a more human world. She shares about how we can reframe our relationship with failure and the importance of setting boundaries so that we can show up as our best selves. I think going back to just my background and growing up, you know, my parents really, they model vulnerability. And I remember at dinner, we would talk about what didn't go well today and what did we learn from it? And they would, they would set the example. They would share in their day what they screwed up, what they got wrong, what they learned from it. They would ask my sister and I. So I learned from a very early age that failure equals growth. It's okay to talk about it. It's okay to learn from it. You can learn from it. That's the point. And so I think when it came to leading the company, you know, this was my first job. I didn't have any real experience before this. So I just did what I had always been taught to do. Anytime I screwed up, I just owned it. I talked to the team about it. Then when the company started to grow and I started to go and meet other people, it's like the pressure of the outside world. And I think this idea that strong leadership, and I'm putting air quotes around strong, is you always have the answers and you're always confident. And it was that pressure that almost made me into someone else outside of the organization. If we're going to have a more human, connected, effective world, we have to build the skills to listen well and to listen for what actually matters. That's why I appreciated my conversation with Wendy Lynch and what she shared about how we can give people the gift of listening well and how it helps us make a bigger impact. Take a listen. It's easy to say, phew, okay, I listened. Now we can move on. And uh, one of the things that Clydette taught me that was quite miraculous, and again, these are simple things, but is the rule of three, which is that usually the first thing that somebody says is their automatic response. Then the second thing is they've started to kind of unpack, but it's still sort of surfacy. And if you ask them a third time or you prompt them a third time, you often get to something that's been subliminal but important to them. So what we talk about is those three Ps, pause, prompt, and paraphrase. So I would ask you, so tell me more about you know, what's, what you're thinking for that conference. And after you talk about it, I say, wow, what, what else are you thinking about the conference? Is there anything else that you're thinking about for the conference? And when you give someone that chance, think about the last time somebody gave you a chance to answer three times. Probably it's been 
eons, if ever, because we, we are in a hurry. And too often our listening is waiting for the chance to jump in <laughs> and what we're going to say next. And so it's a really a practice. And I have to practice all the time. I jump in all the time. I get enthusiastic and I want to say stuff and interrupt. And that's what we do. And so, yes, it's a very tough skill. And it's a very difficult discipline to keep yourself in a place where I'm going to put my thinking aside because what I want to do is invite Rosie to think about this and be able to unpack what might be really cool thinking. I see territorial hippo thinking being such a massive issue in workplaces and in our world. That's why I loved my conversation with Mark Kenny. He describes why it's so hard to collaborate, why clarity matters, and what we can do to make things better. How many times is that clarity just not exist? Like it's just not there despite our best. Oh, I would say the majority of the time, because that's part of the work I do is helping extrapolate that out. Like, what is this? And have you translated that and communicated that? And usually there's like a deer in headlight look. So I would say, I don't think it exists very often, unfortunately. So if I'm sitting down as a manager or project manager, and yes, I'm trying to get that, you know, it's still not clear. Well, how can I still, to your point, I can sit back and put, throw my hands up. That's one reaction but why not do my best to create clarity for my team best I can? Like, this is what's important right now. This is what our team's objective. Here's where I see the organization going and how we can fit in with what, with the conversations I'm having at least and create as much clarity for the team as possible, at least even if I don't have it 100% as to where the organization's going. So besides inspiring and providing insights for you to all show up as leaders in all areas of your lives, part of my goal of this podcast is to normalize the messiness of being human and that showing up as a leader is not a straight line and has many bumps and bruises. So I had to wrap up this highlight episode with some real talk with the incredible Jamie Tates. I just look at bravery as stepping into something when you don't know the answer and you don't know what could happen. It, it could be the smallest thing, you know, that and, and everyone else thinks it's this big thing. But for me, it's taking risk. It's, it's being willing to take a risk on me that even if this isn't right, or I'm a little off course, I'll figure it out. And that's that faith piece that I have what I need already. I already know the answer. I just got to figure it out, right? Yeah. It's already there. We all search externally for what we think we need. And I just believe, and this is part of my spiritual journey that I'm on, is that we already have the gifts and we have we have what we need. We just have to tap into it. And yeah. most of us don't because we're running at 150 miles an hour. And so bravery to me is just doing something that's unknown or that I'm unsure of and I have fear around and I'm going to step towards it anyway. Just to recap, the whole purpose of this podcast is to inspire you and equip you with tangible nuggets from amazing leaders of things you can do right now to show up as a leader in your life, to maximize your positive impact on the world by becoming your best fully authentic self and supporting those around you to break past barriers and step into their greatness. We all have an opportunity and need to show up as leaders in our lives. And I also want to normalize the messiness of being human. 
because showing up as a leader takes courage. It's hard work. It is messy. We're going to fall down. Nobody has it all together. Nobody is perfect. Everybody who is making an impact has their own humanity get the best of them at times and tells themselves stories that keep them safe and small. And so by sharing all this with you, hopefully when you have those moments where you think you can't or your humanity is getting the best of you, this will help inspire you. I'm Rosie Ward, and this is Show Up as a Leader. To learn more, head over to peopleforwardnetwork.com and of course, hit that follow button.